And we are live. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. If you are listening on Google, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, that's wonderful. But make sure you come back later so you can see the beautiful slides that Andre prepared for us today. I, uh, you know, we're really close to uh, to our time here, so I would love for Andre to speak a bit about yourself, about himself. If you have been watching my podcast, you know I always like the the the, the speakers and the guests to tell us more about the, themselves. So, uh, without further ado, Andre, thank you so much for doing this. Oh no, thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate this, and I would like to apologize in advance for all the listeners, as I'm based in London, and two things to know about London is this. Um, horrible weather specifically in autumn and winter and the second thing that everybody's constantly got cold so i'm um <clears throat> i will occasionally be losing my voice from time to time and sipping tea which is the third thing about england i <laughs> i have my water cool stuff okay right so how about the following i've prepared some slides as you just said uh and the one of the first slides is actually a very brief introduction about myself so That's before perfect. perfect so everyone i'm going to mute myself while andre speaks just so you get better you know uh, acoustics but if you have any comments just drop them i can see everything so i'm i'm still here with you guys and uh i'll let you pull the slides because i know uh yes. they look amazing there we go <laughs> excellent so we have them can you see my screen yes you can slideshow so I'm Andre from Taboola. I'm a team lead for Eastern Europe and Israel. And I've been in the company for a little over than four and a half years. So I joined back in July 18. And it'd be fair to say that's my first proper corporate job because before that I worked for quite a few companies which were completely disconnected from each other because I come from a journalist background, hence the first connection to Taboola really. But I happen to have uh, a weird career because I started working for real estate originally. And my original job was I was hired to do some search engine optimization, social media marketing. And I was also supposed to sell flats. <laughs> like the only real application to the selling flat skill really is helping my fellow colleagues to relocate to London. Because for instance, you know, I have a couple of team members who are currently in the process of relocating from Israel to London. And, you know, with the recession and the soaring prices, it's fairly difficult for them to find a, an option that would suit them financially and also location-wise, because, right, you can always find something lovely, but it would cost you a lot. Or you will find something that's within your budget, but it will be in the middle of nowhere, which you obviously want. <clears throat> so every time I start a conversation, I say, hey, guys, don't worry. I used to work for real estate. I'll tell you everything. And I know it's been seven years, and it still works. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I worked for real estate. Uh, I worked for a couple of uh, companies as a freelancer, mostly doing you know, social media and some designing and everything. And then, you know, a friend of mine who I've known for a while since the university in the UK, because I've been in the university, sorry, been in the UK for 10 years, she dropped me a note saying, like, hey, do you want to have a call? You know, there's this great company, Taboola, and uh, they have an opening. So at that time, I was actually looking for a proper job. And uh, long story short, after quite a few interviews, I joined the company. And it was funny because one of my first interviews with, with, a, with a, one of the directors, and I was going to a very fancy party. Uh, so I was wearing my suspenders <coughs> and a bow tie. And I, I promise you that like I was dressed for a party or the party. But I show up to the interview. And and gentleman who was interviewing, he was like, Andre, that's too much. You're like seriously overdressed. That's way too much. <laughs> and I'm like, I promise that's not for you. And he's like, that's even worse that you're saying this. <laughs> so uh, I joined as an SDR, which is a sales coordinator, which is a beginner type of role, which you're where where you do a little a bit of lead generation, a bit of outreach, you know, a bit of everything. And I'll talk about our company in a moment. I'm sure some of you who are listening, you know Tabula. But for those of you who do not, I promise the next slide will, will tell you more about us. But in short, my career is in sales. So sales coordinator, beginner role. <coughs> After about a year and a half, I moved on to uh, being an associate sales manager. 
So I was working with a sales manager and doing a lot more things. I had a, a, an expanded range of responsibilities. We were doing events organizing, we were doing sales, outreach, building relationships with clients. And you know, as I mentioned, it was uh, Central East Europe. So uh, there were a couple of uh, Russian-speaking countries, a couple of countries from Eastern Europe, like the Baltics. There was Poland as well. So quite quite a big range of countries we've been working with. And the job was to establish relationships and explain that you know in order to succeed in the you know in, in the current marketing climate, you need to diversify. You need to also include taboo in a marketing mix, not just you know by search or traditional display. You also need to do native. And then uh, there've been a couple of a couple of um, I would say promotions, and I got a chance to work with an amazing um, uh, sales intern team here in EMEA, so uh, co-managing, co-supporting a team of about 12 employees. And I think it was a great opportunity to work in the educational field because sales, first and foremost, is not just about you know going out there and trying to push your ideas onto someone. It's all about relationship building and it's all about education. And part of my job at Tabula and my colleagues as well is educating people about native trying to go granular, explain how things work, why they should do it, how it works, carry out day-to-day -day support, you know, co-work with them, create media plans, create strategies, you know, try different angles to ensure that they succeed. And this is the part of the, of the department, part of the responsibilities of the department that I'm representing is making sure that we are <clears throat> working as closely with our clients as possible, not just giving them the access and saying, there you go, go for it. Uh, by traffic, no, it's all about uh, creating synergy. And uh, since recently, so since my I've taken on the additional responsibilities of leading business development for Israel as well and more Eastern European countries. So here I am, uh, still um, doing, I wouldn't say the same job, but expanding on the responsibilities on the existing job or the job that I had. Now, finally. What is Tabula? I spent like five minutes talking about myself. That way too much. No, that's that was perfect. You know, everyone who has heard any of my speeches knows that I uh, I have a problem when people go on like 10, 20 minutes about their background. So that was perfect because we do want to know, you know, that was valuable. We do want to know how you got here. Minutes, way, way too much. I don't have that much to say about myself. Sold flats, did the social media, worked for Tabula. See, one sentence. But no, I, I really enjoy working with Tabula. It's a great company. And there's been multiple opportunities. And again, being a part of the emerging market, because you know the markets that have been representing since 2018, they started as emerging, <coughs> which given me and the team that I've been working with a fantastic opportunity to um, go beyond the original range of responsibilities we were supposed to, what we're hired for and we're supposed to do. So we're not just, you know, doing leads or just selling. It's always been a bit of everything, which gives you a wider range of experiences and, and, and skills to develop, which is wonderful. So Tabula, the largest native ad platform, largest content discovery platform. In short, um, in short, it's a traffic acquisition platform, really. So we position ourselves as a content discovery. We um, power native ads across the open web. But in short, again, traffic acquisition platform. But in order to understand what we do really is is always easy to start with an analogy because when it comes to different traffic sources there is good place and good time for everything when you're creating your marketing mix and for instance if you were to start with google it's a very clear intent right so someone wants something let's say i want i don't know a little flashlight i bought myself a flashlight for my bike because i love cycling to work because the tube's too expensive so I bought myself a flashlight. How did I buy it? I Googled it because I had a very specific intent. I knew what I wanted. With Tabula, again, it's a little bit different. It works as search in reverse. People don't yet know that they want something. Hence, they're not Googling it or they're not searching for it You know, on Yahoo or other search engines, DuckDuckGo, for instance. On Tabula, people go through the open web. They go through the websites. And you know, there's more than 25% of the time that consumers spend on the open web when it comes to their interaction with, with the internet. You know, they spend some time on social, they spend time, you know, 
uh, searching for things, going through media websites like YouTube, shopping, let's say Amazon. But one fourth of their time, statistically speaking, they spent on going to the websites directly. And, you know, think about it. Like you, you wake up and you check your Twitter line, like Twitter feed or, you know, Facebook, and then you find some news and you click on them and then you go to the source. Who monetizes the source? Companies like Taboo. And the way we, we, we find the, the uh, internet consumers is that we are collecting, <clears throat> we are collecting the data about their clicks, because I will talk about the reach in a second, but we're collecting the data about their clicks. We're receiving a lot of information from the publishers and we're obviously tracking cookies. So all this all together creates behavior algorithm. And thanks to this behavior algorithm, we can understand what the users may like. Hence content discovery platform or content recommendations platform. So we try to understand our users behavior and then recommend something they may enjoy interacting with. So we're located below the article, as you can see on the screenshot. So we call this the moment of next. This moment is the moment of next when someone finishes reading something and they think, okay, what should I do now? <clears throat> if it's a mobile phone, should I close it? Should I put it in my pocket? Should I play some games? Should I continue reading? And this is where Tabula comes in because Tabula says, you may like this. We understood the behavior patterns behind your interactions with the website. And we think that you may enjoy this article. And it can be an editorial article because Taboo is a recommendations platform, not just ad recommendations platform. Or it can be actually, you know, ad recommendations from our partners from all over the world. And we're assuming the user may like this. And this is why we work as search in reverse. People don't know they want something, but we assume they may like it. And based on their behavior, we are recommending. And it's important to say that one of the know-hows of Taboola, and I mentioned, you know, being one of the largest ones, <coughs> the largest really, is the fact that we work with the largest websites out there, simply like the biggest news outlets, and we work with them exclusively. And that's one of the know-hows. So we have agreements lasting from two to 10 years, uh, meaning that we have long lasting partnerships built on trust. And, um, you know, it's a mutually beneficial relationship really. And working with these outlets, we get a lot of information helping us, you know, to, to improve our algorithm. And most importantly, we not just get impactful placements below the article, we get the reach. And I already mentioned, you know, being, being uh, a, a large content discovery platform. So to put this in numbers, uh, it's half a billion people on a daily basis. So daily active users. And uh, it's more than 160 billion monthly ad impressions. And it's important to take a step back here and say that, highlight the fact really, is that it's not just impressions, it's viewed impressions, meaning that we're not counting impressions, pretty much everything that loaded on the website, only those that the users can see on their screen for a certain amount of time. <clears throat> so I'll give you an opportunity. Yeah, it will be a little bit later. So I'll give you an opportunity to view how the dashboard looks like. But again, we're all for transparency. And in the dashboard of Taboola, the uh, advertising account, you'd be able to see every single metric. And when it comes to the metrics, you'll be seeing viewed CPM, viewed CTR, viewed impressions versus their non-viewed counterparts. And you know, just to top it up, we work with more than 9,000 publishers globally, all of them exclusively. And uh, these are the publishers that we've been working with for a very, very long time. Do you have any questions about this part? Yes, I, wanted, I, move? I wanted to ask you about the map. So if uh, a lot of, uh, I speak mm -hmm. a lot of native just because it's, you know, our superpower and we love native traffic. Uh, I love the consistency of it. So uh, one mental note, I need to update the impressions because on my last presentation I had, I don't know, something like 150 billion impressions, but it looks like it's 163. So that's fantastic. We keep growing. I keep growing. That's fantastic. So that was my first, uh, you know, note. And the dots on the map, are those your offices all over the world? Like Correct. Yes. Amazing. Sorry. I always struggle to answer the question about how many offices we do actually have, because some of the offices are actual offices and some are WeWork offices. 
So we want to qualify for an office. That's one person being in a country, you know, qualify for an office. I would say yes, but it's all relative. So for instance, in Israel, we do have several offices, not just one. But so it happens that Tel Aviv, this is the office where uh, the history was written, where everything started. So that yeah. was the first and original office in Ramat Gan. And then there was a second office uh, in New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe, and again, whoever is listening to this, don't quote me, but I believe the London office was the third one. But here I may be mistaken. Amazing. Thank <clears> you. <throat> I'm curious. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. So how many are there? Like five here, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. So it says 23. Interesting. Okay. 23 then. Uh, cool. So moving on, just wanted to spend a bit more time on talking about the structure of working with Taboola. Kurt, you know, having worked with quite a few clients, you know, being agencies, um, affiliate teams, uh, arbitragers, you know, continent search, individual brands, large or small, you know, there's, there's, there's always the same uh, type of questions. And one of them being how to start working with you. Well, first and foremost, if we're already chatting, referring to the client, that means we already started. You know, we can shake hands and say, thank you very much for your time <clears throat> and go our separate ways. Or we can take things forward and, you know, sign an agreement and start working. But it's important to understand that we have different tiers of support to Bula. One of them being self-service. When you register via the website, you link your card and you start buying ads straight away. But th this is close to zero support type of tier where you only have general support. You know, you, you, you write to support at taboola.com and you receive um, replies to your queries from time to time. But what matters here is that you don't have personalized support. You don't have personalized guidance. And for some clients who would like to, you know, up their game a little, who would like to scale or who would like to reach the profitability level, because sometimes without this additional notch, additional support, it's very, very difficult. And I'm not saying, you know, you cannot do this, but it's always great, especially for a beginner, that you have someone who is dedicated to you and someone who is willing to give you this extra bit of knowledge to ensure that you succeed. Now, so self-service is for someone who would like to try Taboola and just see how it goes. But obviously, if you would like to up your game, it makes sense to get an account manager, dedicated one. And there are multiple ways to do this. You can either increase your spend or you can, you know, find an account manager, find a sales rep, reach out to them or meet them at a conference like we did some time ago. Uh, or um, alternatively, they can reach out to you. And this happens as well. This is part of my, my team's job is to find um, the clients who or potential clients um, for who our traffic source would be suitable based on multiple factors. But I'm not going to go too much into them. Now, one of the more advanced tiers of support is obviously enterprise. And I would say enterprise and SMB are very similar with one, well, well two fundamental differences. The first difference being uh, enterprise qualifier is more than 200 employees, whilst for growth or SMB, it's less than 200 employees. And this connects well with, with the second qualifier being enterprise has a lot of stakeholders, meaning a lot of questions asked. And when it comes to you know, the sales rep working out on the media plan, or an account manager providing support with enterprise, there tends to be a lot of questions from different stakeholders. Think a large agency, you know, with, with thousands of people. They have media planners, digital planners, uh, they have digital directors, they have account managers, they have countless different titles and everyone asking questions. So in this case, you need to be more reactive, hence the reactive account management support. Now, when it comes to growth, I would say we're a little bit more flexible and we're a little bit more proactive because the organizations that we work with, they tend to be smaller and more dynamic, meaning there is just fewer amount of stakeholders and decision makers. So I represent growth. Uh, so I'm in the SMB department, but you know, when I started Tabula, I was actually in the enterprise department, but then I moved to the growth one because the, um, <coughs> the clients I've been working with in, in Eastern Europe, the majority of them happen to qualify for growth. And even though I got a chance to work with some large agencies, the big four and the big six, 
I would say the majority of clients were mostly <coughs> actually smaller brands, smaller teams. Um, and so it happens, you know, ultimately this developed in a separate department. So if you are listening to this and you would like to start working with Tabula, you're based in, you know, in Eastern Europe or in Israel, the easiest way to start working is obviously to register self-service, but you can always reach out. We can have a conversation and, and, and figure out whether Tabula would be the right fit for you. Because again, part of our job is sometimes to, to say that it's not the perfect time right now. It's not about just, you know, uh, connecting with someone and instantly claim a massive budget and then forget about it. It's not about this. It's about growing together, cultivating relationship and making sure it's not just mutually beneficial, but, you know, there's another satisfied customer. It's all about this. And if, if we don't happen to have the right synergy at the very beginning, that's fine. It's important to establish it from the very beginning as well. And, you know, say, let's reconnect at some point when, you know, there is a better fit. And everyone's happier in the end of the days. Now, that's the dashboard I promised. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but um, and by the way, it's going to look a little different um, uh, for those of you who are registering. It'll be a little bit more updated, and some of the functionality you can see on the left-hand side of the screenshot will not be available for you because this screenshot is is from uh, uh, our let's say Tabula view. So when you're an advertiser, you do not necessarily get some admin management options, but it doesn't really matter. What matters, you can create your campaigns, you have access to all your creatives, you have access, you have access to all the campaign summaries, all the metrics, diagrams, charts, everything's available. And the coolest part, and that ties well with what I said about content discovery, you can see it in closer to the middle of the screenshot. Uh, there is a little tab saying by audience. So when you're buying Tabula traffic, you usually start with a wider targeting option, hence behavior algorithm. You don't really go contextual, uh, except for many, a, a few cases. And you don't go narrow like you would, for instance, on social. You would not because here you need to go wide. You need to start with a broader campaign, target as many people as possible in the GR, targeting them through your creatives and through your landing page. So this is how you narrow it down. You create a corridor, you create an ad that demonstrates a problem that leads to a pre-landing or an advertorial page that, come, that narrows it down and that presents a solution. And then you take the user through this corridor without giving them too much option, really. But you take them from the solution to a solution that comes with a discount, which would be your final landing page selling a product or you know a lead generation form or a service, but either way, it's a three-step model. Problem, solution, solution with a benefit or a discount or something else. <clears throat> and once you get this data, once you get the click data, because you buy Taboo on a CPC basis, once you get the CPA data, you can always go back to the audience tab and you will see who you're getting clicks from, who you're getting your conversions from. It could be male, female, age groups, interest, and this data you can later leverage in other platforms because now you will know who's your key audience without any assumptions. And most importantly, you can have some data for retargeting if you're interested in running, let's say, some upsell campaigns. That could also be an option. <clears throat> and by the way, one final thing, uh, full transparency, something worth mentioning. There are no secret ideas, nothing like this. You see a publisher, you see all the metrics related to the publisher. You have an option to click and see where the ads are being displayed. So you have full control over the situation. Thank you for nodding, Anna, by the way. Every time you're not, I'm like, yes, okay. So I'm doing the right thing. I'm saying the right things. I'm okay. not making things up. Especially, you know, I'm. Uh, we met this year, but the last five years, I've been uh, trying to learn as much as I can about native. I'm a huge nerd and geek when it comes yeah. about it. So I love learning. And even though I feel like I know um, a lot about Tabula, it's still a lot to learn. So thank you. This is this is a fun one for me, I have to admit. Thank you. Okay. But well, thank you. And, and please keep nodding. <laughs> I know that I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> okay. So I mentioned that we have quite a lot of traffic, half a billion people on a daily basis that we reach, but um, 
one of the key questions that the clients ask, and you know, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about from the very beginning of a potential corporation, someone comes, you know, they're in the right department, they're speaking to me, my colleagues, someone, and they would like to start. And the most common question is, okay, where can we start? We would like to start in US. Do you have traffic there? I'm like, okay, of course we do have traffic in the US. This is the largest geo that we have. We reach, you know, more than 100 and, uh, 105 a million daily active users there. But sometimes clients come without a specific, that's, you know, when it comes to brands, brands know everything. They're like, okay, we have a specific plan. Like, like I can't imagine, you know, a brand coming to me and saying, okay, I have this amazing product, but I have no idea where to launch. Like I have stock, I just don't know where to sell it. They usually have a plan. They usually say, you know what? We would like to try France because we know France. We know the French, a, a typical French person we know that they will love our product or service. <clears throat> but when it comes to affiliates, for instance, or arbitragers, it's a common question for them because they don't really, except for, you know, except for a few exceptions, but the most of the cases they're resellers and they come with an open mind about geos. They say, well, you know what? What do you have to offer? Like, let us know where do you have the traffic and we'll find the right product to resell. And I say, we have a traffic everywhere in tier one, US, Australia, if US is too expensive for you, and it can be like it's Q4 right now, everyone's spending their budgets in the US. It's very competitive, lots of traffic, but competitive. You know, don't stick just with the US. Try UK, try Australia and Canada, try Hong Kong. All these countries, they leverage the same, well, except for Hong Kong, it's it's bilingual, but and the same for Canada, really. But like these are the geos that you can target with 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 English language and get decent results. If you would like to target a country with a more or less similar buying power or similar similar behavior pattern, France and Germany, or you know, Spain, Italy, Poland, even, you know, they tend to be on a more affordable end of EU geos CPC wise. But you know, we have tons of traffic there as well. And it's very high quality traffic. You know, I mentioned we work with MSN, BBC, like all the biggest high quality publishers out there. So Eastern Europe, Latin America, Asia, we have Africa as well. Like we have traffic everywhere, you know, it can be global partners, like I mentioned MSN or Weather Channel or BBC, and we can have local partners. Let's say, you know, France, Le Figaro, let's say uh, uh, Spain, uh, La Unidad. So local and international. And if you as an affiliate, you know, or, you know, small team owner lead, you don't really know where to start. It's always worth having a conversation with your sales rep or account manager, because in the end of the day, we're most motivated by your success. You know, even putting the commercial aspect aside, we're in this boat together, you, know, you succeed, we succeed. You know, it's our job to make sure to give you the right recommendations. So you start in the geo that is not as competitive, because there's no point just sending everyone to the most competitive geo. No one wins. You have to be strategic about this. So our job is to recommend the right geos to ensure there's not too much competition for your product or service. The one that's affordable, because again, we're going to talk about a budget in a second. Let's say you come to me with a relatively you know, smaller budget, which is okay. You would like to be reasonable with your spending. But we have no intention of asking you for massive budgets. We we'll never say like, okay, let's spend $1 million tomorrow and you will succeed 100%, I guarantee. That's not how it works. If you come to me with a you know, moderately sized budget, rather than sending you to the US, I will never do this because what's the point? Like you will not succeed. You need to have enough data, data costs. The cost of data multiplied by the amount of data you need to succeed equals your test budget. And if your test budget doesn't meet, isn't equal to the recommended budget, there's simply no point in launching there because you will spend your money, you'll be unhappy, I will be unhappy, no one is happy. Our job is to sit together, recommend some a good geo based on your aspirations, based on the competition, based on the amount of traffic, based on the, the amount of budget that you have. And only then we say, okay, you need 100 clicks per publisher. You need 100 publishers, maybe maybe less, maybe 50 publishers if it's a smaller geo. 
in the US, test as much as possible. If you go to say Poland, maybe less, maybe 50 publishers is more than that. It's a relatively smaller geo. So there you go, you have 10,000 clicks. You can obviously split it in mobile and desktop, but it's always you know, keep them separate. And then you multiply them by your average CPC. And it's very important for those of you who are not familiar to understand that you're buying traffic on a CPC basis on Taboola. But the actual auction is CPM, well, VCPM, really. And in order for you to have higher VCPM, which would ultimately mean that you're buying higher amounts of traffic because you will be positioned at the top of the feed below the article, meaning you'll be more clickable. And if you're more clickable, that means you'll have high CTR. And if you have high CTR, that means you can decrease your CPC without compensating uh, for, for um, sorry, without compromising uh, on the CPM. So it's a good practice to start with high CPC, get clickable. Once you're clickable, once you have high CTR, you can always decrease your CPC. Unlike some other platforms where, where I know it works, you shouldn't start from bottom to top. You should start from top to bottom. It's just how it works. And then you keep decreasing and decreasing, decreasing, and you will naturally see that your CPA will be decreasing as well. And once it decreases to a reasonable level, this is where you start scaling. You increase your daily budget and you go for over and over again until you are at the daily spend that you would like with the approved list of publishers that you would like to be targeting and the one that are ROI positive for you. But to get back to the budget, again, 10,000 clicks, let's say the US, let's say you're running e-commerce, for instance, which tends to have, you know, average CTR. Because if you're running, let's say, browser games, if someone's reading CNBC and suddenly someone's offering them to play some a, a video game with elves, well, the chances your CTR is high are very low. But if you're selling an immediate solution, an immediate relief to a problem, let's say, you know, debt relief, thousands of people in your city, dynamic keyword, are looking into this debt relief. That's the right match between the platform and the offering. So your CTR will naturally be higher than of a browser game. And they can still be equal in an auction, but the browser game would need to compensate with a higher CPC. So in the US, it can be, you know, 90 cents, $1, whilst the debt relief will have lower CPCs, maybe 40 cents. Or if you're doing Nutra, for instance, which is very common for Taboola, and you know, I'm not talking too much about verticals, I will talk in a second, but if you're running Nutra, you will naturally have CTR much higher, maybe a few percent, two, three, four percent, I've seen even higher if you're like really compelling with, with your offering. And that would mean that you'd be able to buy, uh, you know, incredibly affordable CPCs. Like I've seen instances where you would buy um, a CPC of maybe eight cents to 10 cents in the US with a very high, uh, C uh, with a very high CTR. But in order to get there, you need to start very high and go from top to the bottom. But when you're starting, you take your average CPC recommended by a sales rep or an account manager, maybe at 10 to 15, 20% on top. Don't worry about it. Add on top in order to be more competitive, get the juicy placements, and then keep decreasing once you're uh, satisfied with your CPM. So always look at your CPM at first. Don't, don't worry about CPA, you will get there. You just need to be in the right place and in the right time before you should get your return on investment. So CPC multiplied by 10,000 clicks, and there you go. You get your daily budget, which would be in this case and in this particular example, $6,000 for the US market. And if you're willing to start with say three geos, 10K. So no talks about $1 million. I was just about to say that. I uh, I made a few notes on our bid, and I you know I'll ask the media buyers to uh, make sure to watch this later too. But this is wonderful and so helpful. And uh, to everyone watching this now, and I know a lot of you guys are going to watch it later. This is exactly what I'm talking about. When I go out there and I tell you about our affiliates making you know 50k on native. That takes time, that takes years of, you know, really hard work, choosing the right campaigns. We work so hard, you know, we create 
uh, 20 offers a month. And out of those, one is going to be the unicorn that converts very well, right? So it's always so important to set the right expectation. So thank you, Andre. I am 100% with you. And uh, this is really helpful to know exactly um, what to expect and how to do the setup because we're not going to make millions of dollars overnight. But it is a very profitable industry if you do it correctly. First of all, thank you so much for saying this. And um... I will, I will cut this bit out and I'll be sending it to my affiliates and like, guys, listen. But in, in, in reality, what we do with you, I think setting the right expectations from the very beginning is, again, a part of our job. If someone comes with an expectation they're going to spend $100 one day and get uh, $150 the next day, and then they don't get it, then they will be like, oh, okay, where's my profit? Like, you owe me money. I'm like, no, I don't owe you money. Like from the very beginning, yeah, to I <laughs> we I think we all get that, and you know, percent. You're so right about expectations, right? And no, you know, always want to make sure when you tell people if you don't have the right budget set aside, native might not be right for you, and that's okay. That's another yeah. expectation that we need to be comfortable with. Um, you know, our reputation is on the line. I would never recommend a traffic source that I don't believe in. And I really do believe in native because it's so constant. And I love the beauty of a constant campaign once you hit the sweet spot. But, you know, you do need to invest some money until, you know, you start being profitable. And I want to make sure we're you know, honest and upfront about that. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> I think I just came up with an analogy. So there are different types of investors. Right, there are value investors, those who invest in the beginning, like let's say Warren Buffett, he invests in Coca-Cola in like in the 60s. And now, you know, he keeps going up and up and up and up because he's being very continuous with his expectations and with his approach. And if you know, I was one of these people actually as well. Like if you're a retail investor, someone who has less uh, experience and well, considerably less than Warren Buffett, and and uh, less um less patience, but much higher expectations, well, the chances are you would need to, you need to um, stop flying this high and get, you know, closer to the ground a little bit, because, you know, when the markets were going crazy, everyone was like, okay, so it's going to continue for ages. There's even a psychological uh, term for this. I don't remember what it's called, but like when people base their expectations on what has historically been happening. But it's not a very good measurement of what's going to happen in the future. It's just one of the indicators. So, like when someone comes with a, uh, a a relatively light baggage of experience, but a very successful case when just once they got very successful and they made the, <coughs> a very big ROI uh, from a single campaign, the chances are that was a coincidence. You know, in order to ensure consistent success. This requires constant hard work, constant uh, testing, constant research, constant investment, and you would constantly need to deal with failure, and that's okay. Because through failure, through hard work, you will naturally come to the point where you're profitable, but you still need to find this sweet spot. Because if everyone, every single person had a secret recipe of success, no one would be successful. That's the issue. Because just it's just not how it works. So everyone needs to find their own niche. And the advice here is to be reasonable with your expectations. You know, set up your campaign, put aside a decent budget, get ready to get invested in your data. Because data, this is something that will bring you to success. You need to be data driven and base all your assumptions on the information that you have collected. So copy pasting. I wouldn't say it doesn't work, but it only works at a very, very, very beginner level when you're just testing, like very, you know, very um, the initial thing. But if you want to move forward, if you want to succeed in the future, in the long term, if you want to scale, you need to find your own path. And I believe that could be the very last slide. Let me just double check. So, yeah, that's the last slide. Uh, if you don't mind, I have a couple of questions, but please, so please. I saw your questions uh, in the chat, so I'll, I'll start with those. Um, cool. I'm going to fix on the screen. Perfect. Cool. Okay, I got it too. Okay, so the first one, um, hey, Andre, we create a lot of offers VSL. Can you give us some tips on what to avoid if we wanted to get approved on Taboola? 
I'm sure that's a very general question, but in general, like you know, three main things like claims, incentive, like what 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 are some of the things we should be careful? Well, first of all, it's, it's not a broad question. It's about VSL, so it's already a very specific question. But I will actually answer in in, in broader sense because the reason I didn't want to include a slide on policy is because it's rather impossible. First of all, we don't dictate the policy. We work closely with the publishers based in the geos that we operate in. And in order to comply from the legal standpoint, work closely with them to understand what these publishers and in some cases what the government and the regulators want. It's not us saying like, today we're gonna ban this. No, it's not like this. So I would say my only advice is to work closely with your sales reps because we have multiple tools to help you. Some of us are have the right experience. We've seen multiple landing pages and we can predict uh, you know, what's going to run well and what's not going to pass the moderation stage even. So we can have a look. We have friends and colleagues in policy. We can send to policy if we don't have direct contacts and we can ask them to double check for you. We have some policy appeal sessions where we can go to. We can go to, um, you know, some 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 team leads, team leads in the policy, and speak with them directly if there is a right opportunity and if there is, you know, something that's been stalled for a very long time and we really want to help push it. So, um, to answer the question about the um, uh, the VSL and really about any other policy related questions, um, it really depends on your vertical. Because you can be running video, video for Nutra. I'm not going to mention any specific offers right. to promote anyone specifically. But let's say you're running a very well-known offer um, uh, promoted by a very specific doctor, who I'm sure everyone knows, um, and you have a very specific video campaign. Well, in this case, you have to be very careful about using um, certain words, which are um, can be generalized under a term promises, unrealistic promises. So stay away from those. Uh, make sure that if you're selling something that not promises, but claims it may help you with a particular health issue, make sure you add some uh, clinical trials information, especially if you're dealing with ingredients. And that relates to any landing page with Nutra. Clinical trials, avoid uh, direct promises, uh, back up what you're saying, really. And we all know what converts well on native. We do, like pretty much everything that you're accustomed to using can be used on Taboola with the right angle. We don't allow doctors unless they are certified, but we do allow specialists. Like we don't allow before and after if it does look unrealistic. So find something that looks realistic. And you know, if you're putting some ingredients, sure. Go for them as long as you can back up what you're saying. If you're saying that, you know, if the, uh, I'm not sure, I'm trying to look outside for inspiration. Let's say, I don't know, if, if, if rubbing strawberries in your face to protect from direct sunlight uh, works, well, back it up. We check the claims. And if there are actual clinical trials uh, supporting this, cool, we'll run. At the end of the day, we'll help you run. Just Something to work with and be cooperative. Advice. And honestly, that's why, you know, our media buyers do too. Uh, any claim, right? We're marketers, you know, since the beginning of time. We, with marketing, you can make things look prettier or more interesting than they are. However, you can do that without the exaggerations, without the claims that don't have, you know, backing, right? I mean, when we're targeted by face creams, right? It can be Vichy or the yeah. big brands out there, you know they're a bit unrealistic too but obviously they are done within normal um yeah that's normal and they're a backup so if you have a backup for your you know research that's fine and uh, i would add don't add the words cure you know yeah. anything that's to that extreme it, it doesn't make sense and uh talk to your rep that's <laughs> probably the best it's about telling a good story yeah every good story every good story if you're a good storyteller, it's a little bit unrealistic. It has a bit of fantasy in it. And it's fine because it spices the story up. It, you know, it, it creates emotional response. 
uh, you know, or um, it addresses a particular issue and it offers an immediate relief. And it's fine as long as you're reasonable. Absolutely. And, you know, since reason, reasonable is part of subjective, we've created some objective guidelines. And for those, reach out. Amazing. All right, that's another good one. Um, hi, Andre. One of my affiliates wanted to know if $5,000 per, no, 500, sorry, $500 per day is enough to test a new campaign. Um, a day. A day. Yeah, of course. It's so, good, right? Because we, we try to be like specific when we do traffic sources. And, you know, um, obviously on Facebook, you can start something with $20 a day. I don't think with native that's realistic if you are, you know, $20 per day. Yeah, that wouldn't work. But um, his question is if $500 a day is enough, try something properly. Absolutely. And keep in mind that we're going to mention this. If it's a smaller geo, it will take you less time to test. Maybe you will only need to spend two, three, uh, sorry, $500 two, three, uh, two, three weeks. Whilst if you're running in the larger geo, maybe three to five weeks. So, you know, it's better to have a conversation with your sales rep about the geo that you intend to run with. I agree. And we always say that. So we have our uh, webinars, just the way we have the podcasts and a lot of the questions. We honestly, that's the best advice to talk to your account manager, because if you ask, what's the best diet offer? Well, the best diet offer is going to depend. We actually don't have a lot of diet offers. What's the best nerve offer? That's a realistic question. So that's going to depend on your traffic source, right? It's going to depend on your budget. It's going to depend on your geo. So that's always the best policy to do. Um, talk to your am okay uh that's a good one uh what is your number one advice for uh an affiliate wanting to work with tabula it needs to be creative one right like i, I can't keep saying work with your sales rep i've said this like three or four times during this, this podcast i can't say work with your sales rep it needs to be a better one uh i'll give you one watch this podcast Ah, I love it. I love it. And you already said it and it, it made a big impact. Yeah. Uh, be honest with your expectations. That's as an affiliate, I think that was the best advice because we see more and more gurus on their Insta pages with their Lamborghinis and Rolexes and, you know, to each his own, right? But we need to be honest, right? We're building communities here. We want people to quit their nine to five jobs. I love it when our affiliates get to that stage where they can quit their, quit their actual jobs and do this full time because that's realistic, right? Yeah. It takes time. It's not going to be you affording a sports car overnight. So, speaking, speaking about sports cars, so I live in London and I live near uh, like in a new development area, and there's a really nice spot downstairs. And when you're mentioning rented sports cars and Lamborghinis, at least once in two weeks, I wake up in the middle of the night at like 4 a.m. because of the, some loud rap music. So apparently there's a very popular spot downstairs facing Canary Wharf. And, you know, people come with rented, I assume rented. Maybe maybe these guys made a lot of money selling affiliate products, but I think it's rented. There's like two or three Lamborghinis and the guys are rapping there or just, you know, recording something. So you're indirectly, you're indirectly telling us you live in a very posh area. Okay. It's not posh. No, I wouldn't call it posh. I'm just saying there's a nice spot there with a nice view, but there are lots of yeah. non-posh areas in London with beautiful views. Joke aside, I think we, you know, we all uh, know the characters by now. So we need to be honest. And you know, uh, Andre works for one of the, you know, biggest companies <laughs> in our space. We work really hard to focus on the affiliate. So we are right when we're saying there's a lot of money to be made in our space, in our industries, but it does take time and hard work. So expectations yeah. are important. All right. Another one. Oh, hey, Andre, cheers from Amsterdam. One of my affiliates wanted to know what is the better vertical between health and diet? What do you think? Health is diet. Well, no, in Nutra, we don't consider that. Like you know how you have the male product and then... In health, it's kind of like um, nerve, back pain, joint, and then diet is just losing weight. Uh, we don't focus a lot on, on weight loss, but I know a lot of affiliates that we know do that. No, I was I, I was mostly referring to the fact that the tabula, like when we're going for policy guidelines, everything that was just mentioned is, aggreg is aggregated under uh, health. Mm. 
So dieting, um, creams, uh, joints, everything's under there. I would say it really depends on the geo because it's always it's always important not to just you know go through spitals and check what's running there or in some cases like even you know when the rep tells you oh you know what i have 10 clients for running this amazing weight loss offer you should try it as well keep in mind that a if there are 10 people running something that you're about to run you will have to deal with competition and number two when you're researching something don't just research spitals research what's happening in the country like i did a webinar on on search arbitrage a while ago and one of the questions was about the best vertical and there is no best vertical because when people are doing something on search they're pretty much driving tr native traffic to search feeds that means someone is buying someone's paying for for these ads on search and native is being driven there and the search ads are only created based on what people actually need in a selected country so for instance in the uk there are horrible pipes um, because they were made in like 19th century so people are in constant need of plumbers because even if you live in a new development, that doesn't mean that the new development pipe-wise is connected, um, is, is, is using uh, new ones. So people are constant need of plumbers. So would you know this running through spitals? Maybe, but it won't give you a good indication of what's happening in the country. Or you know, you know that there is a recession. What recession means? That means that people have less money. <laughs> Well, like where the economy is not developing or inflation means people have less money right so uh, if something costs like 10 or 15 percent more than used to that means i have less money in my pocket what should i do and some people you know they they loan so in this case knowing the psychology of a potential consumer also helps so so do your research based on the country and based on the data that is very very good advice uh is there a is the, is it public the webinar you 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 did on search yeah absolutely am, am i allowed to promote absolutely of course i mean we, we our audience and our affiliates they know we never bring on people due to sponsorships or oh. we really just bring people that we think they know what they're doing and sure. you know, of course, we would absolutely we would, i would personally love to listen to that right and learn sure. so my colleague mark uh, who i don't think you've met but mm -hmm. he is a senior account manager for um, uh, for um, for Eastern Europe as well. He's been in the company for ages, and you know I, I brought him to the company because he's a good friend. Um, so we did this webinar back in late May, early June. Uh, it's called um, Optimizer Search uh, Search Ads Webinar. So if you Google the Optimizer, it's a tool for automating uh, search ads. Perfect. That's very it's helpful. Buying native traffic or Facebook traffic, and it's predominantly used for searching content arbitrage. And we did a really cool webinar, you know, explaining how to run search ads on native at scale. So if you want to learn more, let's have a separate conversation. Absolutely. We will do a, a different podcast on that. I love that. And we all use different tools. I don't know if you um, personally uh, know of what are the best spy tools. I mean, I know the ones we use. Um, what do you think your media buying or like your uh, your friends would say about the best spy tools? For um, um, obviously, yes, I do. But I, you know, working for a large company, you know, I need to be careful with what I say and recommend. This is why was my question about recommendations. Like we work with everyone, mm -hmm. and sometimes you know where we work with their direct competitors. So I'd rather yes. you know say they're absolutely. You know that's that's the joy of you know running a company like Maxlab. I can say whatever. Yeah, you, I can say, <laughs> you can say whatever. You want. <laughs> but make perfect sense, Andre. You know, I was looking at the clock because I thought we have so much more time. It's been almost an hour. Oh gosh, really? Yeah. It's so it, thank you. You're such a, it's so easy. It's easy to listen to you. And it was so helpful to add all the slides for us. Um, I have just, you know, one question, which is important because it's going to tie everything in. Uh, is it okay if we give your email to our affiliates and yes. then we can connect them to someone in your team that can better help them? Because I'm sure our account manager after the podcast, they might get uh, questions and getting in contact with you. So I wanted to make Absolutely. sure. 
feel free to include my email, which is andre.k at tabula.com. Um, I'm available on LinkedIn and I'm trying my best to be quite responsive. Um, and as I said, so I cover Eastern Europe and Israel, but if you happen from other regions, uh, it's no problem. Reach out and I'll connect you with my counterparts for the respective uh, countries. Perfect. I mean, I know that's going to bring uh, joy to a lot of people because when, when I started, when I was started and we were trying to break, you know, the different, we tried everything from Facebook to YouTube to native. Uh, I realized quickly that the key is having good contacts at the companies that we're working with. So it brings me a lot of joy that I can connect our affiliates with someone that I trust that I know you guys are going to take, you know, good care of them, especially a lot of the affiliates have experience running social already. So they have the financial stability to try new sources is a matter of just having good conversations with people that can just guide them a bit. Right. Because you do need a bit of guidance. I remember when we started native, it's it takes a, it takes a bit until you, you understand how it works. That's true. Amazing. All right. So last thing, if you if someone is tuning in at the end of the podcast and you want them to take away just one thing from our conversation today, what would that be? It can be something personal. It can be something about, you know, uh, work or mindset. Just. I know I sprung that on you, but uh, that's, how you that's... <laughs> that's how you get the best replies. That's that's a very broad one. Um, one takeaway. I'll give two. The first one: don't be afraid to try, because through failure you learn. So, like it's it's a win-win situation. If you fail, you will learn something, and next time you will succeed. And if you succeed, well, awesome, happy days. Um, so don't be afraid to try things, because if you keep postponing it, and sorry, I do sound like an Instagram guru, like keep trying and you will succeed. Uh, well, you should. <laughs> But the, and the second thing I would say, invest in original content. Like don't don't copy paste. Copy paste is good, but original content is much better. And by the way, if you keep running recycled pages for years, well, the chances are eventually you will run out of the audiences because people will no longer be able to relate to the problems that you are, you know, putting on them. So keep trying, keep pushing, keep creating new stuff because A, you will, you will, uh, your performance will naturally be better. And secondly, you will be the ones developing the industry because if you keep applying the same principles to your marketing uh, practices as you would five, six years ago, well, no the industry is going to be stagnant but if you keep inventing new approaches new angles and then you would educate other people about them you know educate the new generation of affiliates and arbitrage and you know marketers let's say marketers not just affiliates and arbitrages you are developing the industry so that's that's what i would advise oh there we go attila said something i saw attila awesome hi attila Yes, we had. So you'll see at the end, we, we actually had a lot of comments. Uh, we just didn't want to distract you to see all those on there. But I didn't realize because I'm doing this one for the first time, like this particular, what's called StreamYard. I'm doing this one for the first time and I kept getting this pop up. So I'm like, what's this pop ups? Oh, you, so you, you can see everything, all the comments that we got yeah. live on Facebook and on YouTube. And you'll see when you go back to if you use Facebook or YouTube, you'll be able yeah. to see all those comments. It's. Uh, yeah, I I love our community, and it's like I know it's very early or very late for a lot of the people, and we always have a bunch of friends with us live, so that's very exciting. And thank you. I always promise to keep um, the podcast under one hour, just because you know everyone is busy, so we we try. But honestly, you'd be a great motivational speaker, not just knowledge base. I, it was so Thank easy you. to listen to you. That was really enjoyable. So um, I will make sure to share your email if you're comfortable with that. And uh, again, for everyone that has been listening on Spotify, Google, or Apple, make sure you tune in on Facebook or YouTube so you can see the beautiful slides that Andre prepared for us. Plus, you are going to be able to put a face with a voice, which is always exciting. So. Thank you, Andre, for taking the time. I really appreciate you. Thanks a lot, Anna. Thank you for inviting me. Looking forward to working closer with you. 
And Thanks. before we go, Jonathan, you have a really cool background. You know, I, I kept, you know, speaking, but I'm very jealous. I should have done something with mine. I have a very, very boring cupboard and a wardrobe at the back. And everything's white. And you have books, you have you have character with your room. I'm jealous. I appreciate it. it and it's a real background. I always have to say that this is my actual office. So I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. It's All nice right. Thing so much and thank you for everyone that listened uh we love you we appreciate you and we are both here for you with any questions you are going to have after the podcast thanks Anna, and thanks guys have a wonderful day